Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to the one. Sorry, you're squeaking. Your chair is squeaking already. (laughs) We should keep this in. (laughs) Okay. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of Too Old for TikTok. I can't believe we're here, but we made it almost two years down. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Dina. Thank you for welcoming to our podcast. I mean, I can't believe it's our 100th episode and we've been doing this for two years. It's been so much fun and what a ride. So we're going to just talk about our history. It's going to be it's it's going to be a clip show. Yeah, we thought it'd be funny. I just finished watching like all seven seasons of the Golden Girls. And at the end of every season, they would just do one of those remember when we did this and then it would cut to a clip of a past episode so i thought you know that would be really fun to do for our 100th episode a clip show and just reminisce about all the great moments we've had in the past 99 episodes together so we think this will be fun come along for the ride and uh thanks for joining thanks for listening all these episodes yeah, Melissa, what would you say is your rose and your thorn of this podcast? My rose is that I have wanted to do something creative my entire life, and I've never actually done it, and certainly not consistently. Like, I have so many novels <laughs> I've started, like like sitcoms I've started writing, movies I've started writing, and none of them ever progressed I just got too tired and stopped working on it the fact that we have been doing this for a hundred episodes now is such a personal accomplishment of mine and I credit it entirely to Dina she is literally the engine that makes this podcast run and she just pulls me every week and says come on time to record let's go so that is the rose this is like my single greatest accomplishment creatively and then The thorn of this podcast, probably just that we tend to record later in the afternoon and the room that I record in becomes completely inundated with sunlight. And even if it's winter, it gets like a hundred degrees. So like right now I'm, I'm schwitzing. I'm so hot recording this podcast. We've mentioned it on the podcast before. If you're a real loyal listener, Dina's spoken about sometimes... I'll crop my shirt. I make a makeshift crop top because I'm just, there's so much sweat coming off of my body. Yeah, sometimes you're basically just wearing a sports yeah. bra. But what's ironic is it's 90 degrees in New York when we're recording this episode and I have my air off, so I am also schwitzing today. <laughs> yeah, that's the only downside is that it's just really hot sometimes when we're recording. Okay, I have a thorn. I'll I'll start with the thorn, then I'll go to my rose. My thorn is Melissa's audio is consistently (laughs) terrible because she lives under a flight path and the planes always come by 
And also her computer makes these terrible fan noises. Yeah. It's starting right now, actually. It was fine yeah. a minute ago, and now it's fanning again. My apologies to the listeners. Also, everything tech is my thorn. Also, my audio is terrible as well, so I can't just blame it all on you. My rose is similar to yours, Melissa. It's working, getting to work with you. I always said I just want to work with my friends and be creative. And working with you is the biggest pleasure of every week when we get to record, when we get to brainstorm. It's really my favorite thing to do. So thank you for being such a good friend and co-host and podcast partner. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Same to you, Dina. Speaking of our bad voices, (laughs) we have tried to sing many times on this podcast. Our intro song also, you can hear our great voices. One thing we are also bad at doing is pronouncing handles, and I'm notoriously bad at just pronouncing everything. So for our first clip... We have the biggest blooper of me mispronouncing something, and it's about one of the best trends. It was the Stevie Nicks song, the guy on the skateboard drinking cranberry, and then all this cranberry juice got sold out. Here it is. It went viral because someone named, and I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, Itohan Nathan Apodaka. Wait a minute. I'm looking at the sheet that you're reading off of, and yes. I believe it's Idahoan, as in he's <laughs> from Idaho. <laughs> well, well, his well. name is just Nathan. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my favorite blooper from the show. There's been many, many more since, but none as funny as that one. Melissa, what's your favorite moment from the show? So my favorite moment, I'm going to just say, was an entire episode. My favorite episode was the bonus episode we did about dinner with the D'Amelios. And this was early on. We were still sort of learning the lay of the land of TikTok. We knew Charlie D'Amelio was really big. We thought, this could be interesting. Let's check out what type of content she's creating on YouTube and it was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life it was such a dumpster fire and it was so much fun just ripping it apart with Dina for an entire 40 minutes of a podcast oh yeah we should bring back our bonus episodes that was always fun we did a bonus episode about Rosie O'Donnell and Frankie Jonas joining TikTok Back in the day, two years ago, when we first started, it was like a novelty to see which celebrities would join TikTok. Now, if you're a celebrity who's not on TikTok, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, But back then, it was so cool just to see when people would join and which celebrities use the platform really well. Exactly. What about you, Dina? What's your favorite moment? It's very hard, like you said, to pick a favorite moment, but I do love all the times we talk about food trends because that's like really in my wheelhouse because I love to eat. So one of my favorite things we did was try the trend of doing the watermelon with a mustard on top because you were in New York, we were together, so we got to do that together. And honestly, it was pretty good, the watermelon and mustard. I liked it. I got to say also the moments where we have been able to do this podcast in real life, 
and create TikToks in real life have also been far and away the most exciting. And that's what makes it sad that we can't do that all the time, that we don't live near each other. But when we, we did a TikTok for Into the Thick of It, when that was trending, that was so fun. Dina and I just tramped around Riverside Park making our video. We tried the watermelon mustard. We did that other thing where we were like trying to stay on beat with a song and it went very poorly, but it was super fun to just be together and try out these trends. Oh yeah, I'll find that song and we'll play it. But it might have also been Into the Thick of It. That, it might have been Into yeah, the Thick actually, of It. Yeah, actually, uh, we did a lot with Into the Thick of It. That song was one of those songs that before you mentioned it just now, I totally forgot ever existed. But when it was <laughs> yeah. on TikTok, it was constantly stuck in my head. Into the Thick of It. Into the Thick of It. Into the Thick of It. to talk about our lovely guests that we've had we've had so many amazing guests and that's also been one of my favorite things about the podcast is people you see on tiktok are like my celebrities like i get so much more excited about seeing them and getting to know them than even like a tv star or a movie star so getting to talk to people i respect so much for using the platform well and showing their talents has been so rewarding and incredible yeah and i there's a plane coming in (laughs) it's fucking rush hour for plane landing this is ridiculous (laughs) fuck yeah and one of the things that was maybe most surprising to me was just how approachable all of these tiktok creators are it really started out we created an instagram to promote the podcast And we posted a video we loved from Andrea Lopez and we tagged her and we just messaged her, I think, saying like, hey, we really love your work. Just letting you know we mentioned you on the podcast. She responded and was like, wait, I love this. Can I be a guest? (laughs) And like the rest was history. And really that interaction is essentially how we've gotten pretty much all of our guests since is we've just posted something we like, we tag them, and then we start chatting with them in the DMs. And before you know it, we're like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And they're like, yeah, sure. It's just really cool to me that it's not a facade on TikTok, that these people that seem approachable, that seem down to earth, that seem authentic, they really are. Like, they'll respond to your DMs. They'll respond if you comment on a video they'll come on your podcast. So it's just, it was also a very beautiful thing to start getting guests on the show. One of the greatest things is that we're a lot of our guests' first podcast. So I think probably the majority of them come on to our podcast and they say, well, I've never been on a podcast before. No one's ever asked me. So this is such a a cool opportunity. So we're always super grateful that people just want to talk to us in general 
Drew, also known as at Dr. Underscore EW, came on and he is a great comedic talent and then ended up making a TikTok video about losing his V-card to us. It's a common trope in movies about adolescence to have a group of high schoolers trying to lose their V-card by prom or graduation. But what Hollywood doesn't tell you is there's a second V-card a little later in your life that society pressures you to lose. Here it is. If you're in your mid-30s and you haven't been a guest on someone's podcast, you have your second V-card. Listen, if this applies to you, don't stress. I had my second V-card until very recently. It caused me a lot of anguish. I thought, is there something wrong with me? I feel like I know a lot about a lot of different things. I read the entire Wikipedia page on tiger attacks, and I'm willing to regurgitate that information to anyone who will listen. How come nobody has asked me to be on their podcast? But then on one magical night, everything changed, and the podcast Too Old for TikTok slid into my DMs. So hey, if you ever wanted to listen to me talk for like 40 minutes... Check out episode 82 of Too Old for TikTok. They got the exclusive backstory on the Potato Roll Saga. We chatted about TikTok trends. I mumble a lot. Do I talk about tiger attacks? Maybe. Look at how relieved I look. Now that's a man who doesn't have his second B-card. It's always shocking to me again, though, because I think, like, these are huge TikTokers. They have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. But time and time again, they're like, this is my first podcast. And they'll like have audio issues and tech issues just like me. And I'm like, oh my God, here I was thinking, you know, we're first time podcasters. We don't really know what we're doing, but that's sort of TikTok in a nutshell. Nobody really knows what they're doing. There's no rules. You just, you just create, you just do the thing and figure it out as you go. So We've been in very good company. This is our first podcast. It's also many other people's first podcasts. I'm happy we could be there for each other. Yeah, most of the time we do interviews, we realize how much we have in common with a lot of our guests. Pamela, her handle is at the mostest. We went to NYU, so we chatted about going to NYU. Melissa and I went to NYU too. Oh my God, really? Fellow NYU alum. Wait, what what was your freshman dorm? Mine was Third North. I was in Weinstein. Me too! What? Ah, there you go. Oh five B. I was in 5B. Are you on A side or B side? Um, oh god. Which I was Did I you was, go left or right? Uh right. Oh me too. B. Oh, okay. You're I was three B. I was three B. Oh, oh okay. Florida. Yeah, I oh my god, NYU is the best. I Fighting violence. That was crazy to find out. And then we were talking to Eddie Doyle and he was like, yeah, I used to make all these silly videos in high school. And both me and Dina were like, oh, my God, us too. You know, we didn't have video phones, right? We didn't have camera phones, or at least most people didn't. Yeah. And for my 18th birthday, I got a handheld camera. Oh, yeah. So, and, at, you know, I was the annoying guy that was filming everything. And my friends hated it, you know? And, uh, you know, I so 
long story long, I just always loved making videos and stuff. And then um, I had heard about TikTok. And initially, I'd asked my, I have a couple younger cousins. I asked them about it. And, you know, at the time, my cousins were in like seventh grade. And they were like, yeah, TikToks, that's that's an app for young kids. So it feels like every single time we talk to a TikToker, we have this moment of like, oh my God, you do that? Me too. Which is, again, exactly the feeling TikTok provides when you're scrolling through and you realize some weird thing you do, somebody else does, or a thought you think somebody else has thought. And it brings the world a bit closer. I think that's true for Kathy Pedrias too. Everyone's friend group has a mom friend and she even got a book deal for being the mom friend of her group. And she talks about it with us on episode 18. I don't know. I just, I got definitely addicted. My first day on TikTok, I spent nine hours on it. I could not get off. <laughs> um, and then I, I just kind of fell into this niche. I, I think 2020 has been really difficult for a lot of people. And I kind of started by ex- being observant of the experiences I was having and thinking like, well, how should I react to this? Or how should I react to that? And then sharing those tips. And then it kind of just evolved from there because my first video that got me designated as like the mom friends was um, first aid. And that's because when we adopted my little sister, um, I was really concerned about like, well, what happens if she falls and I don't know what to do or, you know, like stuff like that. And so I took like this six month long first aid kit and I shared some of the unique things that I, first aid course, sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, I shared some of the unique things that I keep in my first aid kit. And then people were like, you're definitely the mom friend of the group. And I was like, yeah, actually, like, I am. I'm that girl who, like, when you go out at night, like, I've got snacks in my bag, like, jerky. Jerky because of protein, like, if you're drinking protein. <laughs> and, like, I'm the girl that, I, even in high school, um, when we'd go out at night with, like, my friends, like, I, my first aid kit had everything. Ziploc bags in case people were feeling, like, a little wheezy after a night out. You know, like, I had everything. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I am and I own it. Yeah, hers is such a great success story to follow also. Like, I have just loved continuing to follow her journey and now seeing that she has a freaking book out. Like, how cool is that? She's just continued to build her brand and her content. And it's really exciting that we were able to get in on the ground floor and make that connection with her. Another guest we had who we love to follow and see their success is at Mrs. Space Cadet. She was the inspiration for me running during the pandemic and continuing to run, watching her videos really make me feel connected to a running community that I formerly didn't because I don't consider myself a good runner, but she really makes all runners feel included. She was on the Today Show after she ran the New York City Marathon and she's gotten great brand deals. I think she does this full time now. She continues to inspire a bunch of people through her TikToks. I feel like so many people are intimidated and I was for so long because I would start running and then I'd be like, wow, I'm really slow. And every time I would try and follow, you know, a a running influencer or, you know, an Instagram account, I would get discouraged because I'm like, well, they're running seven minute miles. They're not struggling at all. And then I would quit because I just felt like, well, then I'm not a runner. One of my favorite questions we ask every single guest is, are you too old for TikTok? And we've asked no matter what their age, we've had much younger people come on, 
we've had people who are maybe our age come on, maybe a little older, and it's just really great hearing everybody's responses. A lot of people have the same response as, well, I thought I was, but now I'm not, which is exactly how we feel. Michael Judson Berry has a great response. His handle is at M Judson Berry. He's now verified, so go follow him. I am for sure too old for TikTok. Um, I can barely turn my phone on, let alone use it. So the fact that I'm on TikTok is just a hilarious accident. I also loved Stephen Hart at Real Stephen Hart's response. I had it in March uh, of 2020. Because um, people were like, you have to download it. And I was like, ah, I feel like it's for kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. So I had it. And I was like, yeah, these are kind of funny. And I would like send them to my friends. And they'd be like, please don't send me these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, please. Like, I have like work and like real things to do. Like, please, please stop. And I was like, okay. At Samantha Hartso responded very well. Just a side note about Samantha. Her New York City apartment TikTok became a commercial for TikTok, which was so great to see. TikTok's transforming to linear television. Who would have thunk it? At one point, one of my friends finally like said something to me back in February, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm acting too cool. You know, maybe I'm acting <laughs> like I'm too cool, and I'm not. So like, let me hop on and just like see what all the fuss is about. I'll try it out for a little bit, see if I like it. <sighs> And here we are. So, yeah, so yeah. And then I loved Daniel Mertzloft created a jingle based on the idea of being too old for TikTok. If you remember this, then you're too old for TikTok. If you remember this, then you're too old for TikTok. It's okay to be, it's the millennial way, but to tell you the truth, you're too old for TikTok. That, there it is. Something like that. That's, that's what it is. I like that one. At Lady Yasmina one is her handle. She was such a fun interview. She now has 1.3 million followers. Here's her response. It's funny because I was like really against TikTok. I start like I was doing sketches on Instagram and then TikTok started like really blowing up and I was kind of like like this is gonna last like yeah these kids like acting just like I was like so against it and then I just realized how like people started like popping off on TikTok. So I was like, oh, like, whatever, I'll try it. The other question I love to ask our guests is, what does your For You page look like? More often than not, everybody's For You page is a little crazy. Here was Daniel Mertzloff's response. Do we really want to go there? Oh, God. Let's get into the depths. <laughs> it is a hot mess. So so I obviously live in, like, musical theater TikTok, uh, gay TikTok we love, but there's also... Like, I'm definitely not on straight TikTok, so, like, I see zero dances. Like, I don't, I know, never. Like, I don't know any of them. And here's Rin Star's response. What's your favorite TikTok trend? Uh, the Busset Challenge, currently. That's pretty fun. A lot of people are really killing that. <laughs> What's your least favorite TikTok song or trend? Um, I really hate that, uh, Twerk For Me song. Because I really like Stand By Me. Like, I like that old, I love that old, like, Motown sound. And so every time I, that's track, track for me, I'm just like, shut it down. Like, cause, I mean, when I think about, like, Motown, like, it's, it very much reminds me of my dad because he likes that kind of music and we really bond over that. And so I'm like, I want to sing these songs with my dad and I do not want to sit with my dad and hear somebody going, twerk for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
Chance Q. Exactly. Another common theme that comes up with TikTok is people finding their community and learning on TikTok. Mary Kate came on the podcast. Her handle is basic underscore indie underscore babe. And she also has another account that is a chronic illness account. And she learned about her chronic illness from TikTok. Chronic illness community, it's like popping off. Like everyone is so supportive of each other. If anyone is having like a bad day or bad symptoms that day, they probably receive like 50 to 100 messages of people being like, I'm here for you. Like, I'll call you if you need anything. Like, I was always like a super private kind of like perfectionist type of person where I wanted to present myself like perfectly, you know, but on TikTok, like you can let your freak flag fly. There's also been a lot of just fun times of you and me trying out trends on TikTok, seeing if we're too old for TikTok trends. One of my favorites was when there was a trending dance to Billy Joel. So we felt like this was too old territory. So we gave that a try. Even I could do that dance. Yeah, I just did it. I can do it too. Yeah, no, yeah, I, uh... You did a good job. <laughs> should we do it? Should we do it? Should we do it? Pull the curtains. Middle finger. Drive the car. Jazz guitar. Spoiler alert, the dance was still hard. I still find TikTok dances extremely hard to do, even when they're slowed down. It's just, it's not my thing. There was one music audio trend I loved where, so Mamma Mia was trending. It was the song slipping through my fingers all the time. And there was also a trending song just called like Dick or something. It was just like a very vulgar song. And in the podcast itself, Dina just edited them together. (laughs) And I was like, this is hilarious. This is amazing. Well, to something that I understand a bit better, Mamma Mia is trending on TikTok. Thank God it'll rescue me from this dick song. The Mamma Mia song slipping through my fingers. Slipping through my fingers all the time. <laughs> this has also been stuck in my head. I vacillate between I'm getting ripped tonight and slipping through my finger. Ooh, we should do a mashup. Okay, make the mashup. <laughs> Another trend we tried was when driver's license was super popular on TikTok and there were people who sang it well and then I loved all the people who sang it poorly because I would laugh every time and Melissa and I tried to sing it and we'll let the audience decide if it was bad or good. (laughs) Should we sing it, Dina? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. I got my driver's license last week, just like you always talked about. That's all I can never remember the word. 
Today I drove through the suburbs. City. But you were in the round. Red lights. I still see your face in the red lights. I think it's objectively bad. I don't think there'd be anybody out there saying, oh, this sounds you know lovely. What? Listeners, DM us on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Can we go on the road with that <laughs> song, with our voices? One of my favorite things, you know, because I'm a Gemini, I like to confidently wax poetic about media studies and TikTok culture and its impact at large and historically, yada, yada, yada. And I have found such companionship in a lot of the guests we've had on the show who also will say just really interesting things about TikTok as a medium and as a cultural influence. One of my favorite takes came from Pamela the Mostis. TikTok is becoming more like the local local news. Like, you know, when you go back home to your parents' house, you watch the local news. Like, it's it's terrible. It's horrible. But there's something that draws you in. You feel a part of the community. You find your niche. You find your people. But they push so much content. Another great take came from Austin Armstrong. I think, in general, if you're providing value um, and, and value that works on any given platform, you, you're going to succeed. If you think less about yourself and more about who you're trying to reach, that's always a, a recipe for success. And then one of the most insightful guests we had on, because he was one of the youngest guests we had on up until that point, was Davis Burleson. And he really gave us a perspective of a younger person who grew up on YouTube, because we weren't so much the YouTube generation, but he was what TikTok means to him. I love YouTube growing up. That's why I'm so, like, passionate about YouTubers and stuff. Because that was my, like, TikTok for the kids now, I guess. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like my YouTubers that I loved are, like, the kids, like, hype house people now. I yeah. feel like. like, I love my YouTubers that I watched growing up. Like, I still do. I think they're great. But a lot of them, like, um, a lot of my friends are saying that, like, they don't watch YouTube anymore. No one really watches YouTube anymore. People do, but, like, it's not as popular. So I feel like a lot of YouTubers are, like starting to transfer over to TikTok. Um, like, Tana Mosher is doing that. She does, she does great on both platforms. Emma Chamberlain does it. Emma Chamberlain's amazing. Definitely check out Davis's TikTok channel, What's Poppin'. It's such a fun watch. Hilarious. I love him. I actually ran into him when I was in New York, visiting Dina once, walking around the West Village, and I see Davis Burleson sitting outside a coffee shop, drinking an iced coffee, and it was one of these awesome moments where I locked eyes and I was like, sorry, Davis, um, like, I know you from TikTok. <laughs> and he was so sweet, so nice. This was after we had him on the podcast, too. So I was like, do you remember the podcast? And he was like, of course. It made me feel really special. So, yeah, if you see Davis Burleson in, in the village in New York, definitely say hello. He's very sweet. Okay, so, of course... This is our podcast. Most of our For You page is filled with comedy. So I really loved having comedians on who do really funny impressions. And 
in our lightning round for some of them, we would just do a lightning round of impressions. So one of the best ones came from Andrea Lopez, who does a ton of really, really funny impressions. And we just had so much fun on our lightning round with her. This is her as Courtney Kardashian. I am obsessed with TikTok. Um, Mace was, which is Mason is my son, and he was just on it all the time. And he was obsessed with this girl, Addison. And I felt left out. So I just like had to meet Addison. And now we're just like two peas in a pod. I'm closer with her than any other sister. It's crazy. So honestly, TikTok is like a friendship app for me. Yeah, Andrea blew up because of her Courtney impression. So to get it live on the podcast was such a treat. Another thing that was a treat to get live was Claire Manship singing because during the pandemic, I saw all her TikToks singing out of the window and it kept me in such better spirits at the beginning of the pandemic. There were so many unknowns, but there was something very calming and beautiful about seeing her sing out her window in New York City. So here is her singing. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Sing it again. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Hey, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. I'm always so in awe when people can sing you know this this is one of I'm just at how do you do that how does one sing the fact that they can just turn it on so quickly is mind-blowing I also really loved we had Michael Judson Barry on the show and he did the lightning round as Moira Rose Moira's favorite TikTok well I would say it was probably the one where you flip a shoe in the air and then you kick it and you're in an entirely new outfit because as you know i do enjoy my fashion trends and the more fashion uh, items that i can portray in a single video the better but i i will say trying to time the shoe flip well that is an excruciating process his moira rose is so good it's the best impression in town we ask all of our guests what their number one piece of TikTok advice is, and we've gotten so many good responses. The first great response we have is from Zarna Garg. I think the more I put myself out there, the more I feel like there is nothing to lose. Listen, if you've chosen to be a performer, an entertainer, I would not say this to somebody who chooses to be like, you know, a scientist who wants to work in, in relative anonymity. You know, so I, I think go all out. And then recently we had Austin Armstrong on the show and I just found his advice so insightful. Being your authentic self, not trying to emulate somebody who you're not is always the recipe for success. Again, educating an audience. There's little, you know, things like stopping the scroll with a with a powerful hook. This goes back to like um, uh, Don Draper uh, in Mad Men advertising, right? Like headlines, um, headlines stop scrolls, newspaper headlines, tabloid magazine headlines. These are great examples of, of hooks. Being your authentic self, being able to hook an audience in so they actually watch your video or, or, or start to watch your video 
being being your authentic self and providing them with as much value as you can and not asking for anything really in, in return, just giving them straight up value is gonna, it, it, it's not just what has worked from as, as long as advertising and, and marketing have been around, but it's going to continue to work no matter what platform comes next, because this is in our human DNA. A common theme amongst all our guests is that every single guest has used the word authenticity and having authentic videos and being your authentic self in them is what connects you to the TikTok audience, which is why the community is so important on TikTok, which was why the comments are so so important on TikToks. So we've heard authenticity probably a hundred and a hundred times. One of our favorite guests who really exudes this authentic self is Michael Burke. Here's one of our favorite moments from his interview playing a high school girl honestly for me releases like that like anxiety i had that someone would think i was gay my whole life you know like truly truly and so now i'm just like i'm just releasing it like it's just it's like cathartic for me at this point to just be like oh my god if i could like reimagine a slumber party with girls and like and i was comfortable with my sexuality like what that would look like like how fun you know and like or if oh my god if i was brave enough to scream brian at like this guy who i thought was hot like if i could have that moment like again what would that be like like if i was just like bold like amazing love 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 that oh my gosh yeah i had so much fun talking to michael burke i think that was one where we just went way over time and i didn't care I was just like I'm having so much fun talking to this person he was just cracking us up the entire interview it was another one where we just kept finding out we had more and more things in common I mean that's the beauty of it too is all of these people are just as funny in an interview setting it's completely improvised none of this is scripted you know we we don't really give them anything prior to the interview. So the fact that they can come on and just turn it on and, and just be so funny and so entertaining, it's it's always just so much fun chatting with them. So a big thank you to all of our guests we've had on the podcast. We've had so many. And if we haven't mentioned any, it's not because they weren't amazing. It's just because we've had so many. We could go on and on for hours, as Melissa said. And I hope we continue to get more and we will have more because the thing about TikTok is there's literally endless amount of talent. Yeah, I mean, TikTok, you don't stop. Rosie, that was yeah. our bonus episode, Rosie's catchphrase. TikTok does not stop. I think we should close out, Melissa. I'd love to hear your favorite like moments in time of TikTok. Okay, so I think really and it's more just nostalgic at this point but I think back to when we first started the podcast and when you first got me into TikTok you had your elite TikTok news account and elite TikTok was a whole crazy side it I described it as sort of adult swim-ish like everything was very self-referential it was making fun of itself everything was a joke everything was tongue-in-cheek and it was just so weird 
and so funny. And Dina was like the spokesman for elite TikTok. And you were like getting famous in this weird little circle um, of teenagers on TikTok. That whole moment in time will just, to me, always be like my introduction to TikTok and my moment where I was like, this is really silly and I need this in my life. I want to know more. Yeah, Elite TikTok was my into learning about the algorithm because I was able to build a semi-substantial account based on a New York Times article, talk about tools for TikTok, that really went into what Elite TikTok was, which is just basically high school kids pretending to be brands and interacting. And the evolution of that now is the actual brands are on TikTok. So Elite TikTok is pretty much dying out brands themselves have gotten so savvy with TikTok that they're in, the real brands are interacting with each other. So I don't think it's as fun for these high school kids to, to play around with it when it's happening in real time. But you know what I'll say? I think Elite TikTok's legacy still lives on because the way that brands show up on TikTok is very absurd. Like, it is not the traditional advertising. Look at what Duolingo's doing. Look at what Ryanair's doing. Like, it is, they're really taking what worked about brands on elite TikTok and just keeping that same style, that same sort of weird comedy, very self-aware. So, honestly, I think there is still credit where credit's due given to elite TikTok for starting it all. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I was happy to be a small part of that very strange history. I haven't posted on that account in a while, but maybe I should come back to it. What about you, Dina? What is your favorite TikTok trend? So I can't live without Alabama Rush. Alabama Rush because... Mm good one i was glued to tiktok during alabama rush like it was my job like i was like i have to see how these girls are doing i was so caught up in being in that world and obviously i was introduced to that world with all the parodies so sometimes i didn't know what was real and what was fake and one of my TikToks about it ended up becoming like super viral, which is always fun. It's always such a dopamine hit when one of your TikTok gets like, you know, million views or whatever. Uh, so that's always just a, such a memorable portion of time. And I will say another one of my favorite moments for the podcast, we talked a lot about millennial versus Gen Z. Uh, there was a point in time when they were feuding and it was like, you can't have a a side part and you can't wear skinny jeans and all that stuff still goes on today but we got this really bad review because we were saying how much we love gen z even though we're millennials and we read that bad review and melissa and i were like yes someone other than our friends and family are like has listened to this podcast so we were just so excited it was like <laughs> a really big turning point for us so i love that too <laughs> yes Yes, there, there have been just some really great moments throughout all of this. And like a lot of our guests have said, too, if I didn't have this, I think my mental health during COVID would have been far, far worse. So I'll just again say, Dina, how grateful I am that you encouraged us to start this 
and how grateful I am to everybody who's listened, everybody who's supported us, who interacts with our Instagram, who sends us TikToks, who sends us suggestions of what to talk about. Like, this has just been such a wonderful, beautiful thing that we've created, and I'm I'm so proud of it. We made it to 100 episodes. Yeah, you said it so well, and thank you for being the perfect co-host. Couldn't ask for a better co-host. And anyone listening, please share the podcast. It would be great to get word of mouth and follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. And Melissa does such a good job with the blog, which has been a really good history of all of these trends and moments in time. I feel like we're going to look back at 2020 as like the golden age of TikTok one day. So we'll have this great history of how it evolved and what was cool during those time and in terms of audio trends, dance trends, comedy, check out who our guests are on there. It's too old for TikTok.com, the number two and the number four. And wow, hundredth episode in the books. Mazel, Mazel tov to we us. did it. Woohoo! All right. Well, we'll see you for one hundred and one next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.